Hey. Hey, 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 hey. What's good? What's good, people? Hey, party <laughs> people. It's a Wednesday. Man. Chat Sports. We are in here. We are live in effect. We've got a lot going on. Yes, we're we gonna, do. you know, kind of jump into it. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Box Out, our official sponsor for the month of March. Let's go ahead and yeah, make sure you check them out. www.boxout1co.com. Check them out. They got some new gear. We're up in the PG County over there in DMV. Anyways, um, we've got guests lined up, but then we have yes. a last minute, super quick. Um, we got to get this guy on because there's some major news and some major stuff happening this weekend here. So one of Mo's boys, uh, one of the friends of Girl Chat, you should say. So we'll just go yes, ahead and Strong get, Island. Get him strong right island on. Yes. <laughs> What's up? Markel. What up, ladies? Markel, Markel. If you guys don't know who Markel Martin is, uh, Markel is the mm. super agent with CAA Combat Sports Division, who is representing our uh, upcoming super match this weekend, um, the main contender, Francis Ngannou. Uh, he's going to be going against uh, Stipe Majocic. So I'm looking forward to this fight. Just what can you tell us? Because you just briefed us real quick that you're in the UFC bubble. What's going yeah. on? Bubble yeah. call at us. Uh, first, for, uh, thank you for allowing me to squeeze in. You know, you guys are family. So wanted to pop in and just give you a quick update. Yeah, so I'm currently in my room right now solo uh, at the UFC bubble here in Las Vegas. Francis is actually in the room right across from me. Uh, watching a movie, just kind of chilling in the room. Uh, but yeah, I got in here yesterday, did our COVID testing, uh, did some more testing this morning, and then uh, yeah, just a lot of media. So obviously this is just a huge, huge, massive week uh, for, for UFC and, and mo more importantly uh, for Francis. Yeah, and let's talk about that really quickly because this was is the official rematch. This is when he was just kind of coming up on his seventh fight. Yeah. He had faced Stipe. Didn't fare so well, but now that he's gone through many fighters and many other cards, he's ready. I, I know he's ready. He lost. He I mean, he won his last match. <laughs> so I think uh, we're seeing a different Francis here. What can we expect in this match? What's he? What's his thought process? How's his mentals and all that good stuff? His thought pr process, my thought process, his entire team's thought process is he's he's going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, period. We're putting out positive vibes. We're speaking it out into existence. Uh, but, you know, not to take away from the work and development that he's had and has put himself through since the first time he fought Stipe. So to give everyone kind of a quick context, right, uh, Francis is one of those guys. He, he is or was um, on one of the fastest rides. I mean, the guy had just learned what MMA was about, you know, seven, eight years ago. Okay. He got into the UFC. He was on a six fight win streak, right? All by finishes, got a title shot back in 20, January of 2018 and lost to the current heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic, who is right. World renowned known as the greatest heavyweight in UFC history. So right. here we are fast forward three, three years later, Right. He has the entire, you know, new, new team. Right. So I, I'm, I'm not not to take credit or anything like that, but it's like he has his his coaching staff. He has met, at the time where he fought Stipe, my uh, outside opinion was that he just wasn't ready for that level of competition at that time in his career. 
right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like rushing someone into something that they're not really prepared for. Right. It's like when you're at the top, you know, promotion or league in the world and you're at the, the big game, as they call it, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of media. It's a lot of expectations. It's a lot of pressure. So not only did he have that, but he what I would, would call inexperience, right? So he lost um, by decision. Uh, then he lost his second fight, and he's been on a four-fight win streak all by first-round knockouts over the past uh, two and a half years or so. And, yeah, so he finally has a second crack at it uh, to become champion, and uh, it's against Stipe again, who's an amazing fighter. I won't take anything away from, from Stipe, great guy, inside and outside of the octagon. But, you know, Francis, I believe his life story, if you guys get a chance to check it out, I won't hijack this podcast, but please go check out Francis' uh, uh, story. Uh, we're going to do a documentary on it at some point in time with CAA. There will be a movie on it at some point in time. It's absolutely incredible, and I firmly believe that God has set his path to line up to this moment to be champion on Saturday night. Hey, I'm I'm ready for it too. I got my UFC shirt on too. I'm representing tonight. Representing. representing. I I wore that. I wore that just just because I'm putting positive vibes out there. And then I noticed that congratulations to him too, because he just got branded on a new brand that he's endorsing or something that is behind him. You want to talk about that real quick? Yes. So uh, he's officially one of the faces of of Gymshark Clothing, who is a a billion dollar company, athletic apparel company based in, in the UK. Um, these guys do a tremendous job. They are known kind of in the fitness, uh, space, but they, you know, some notable athletes that they represent are Ryan Garcia, who you may, may have heard of in the boxing space. Mm-hmm. Now their most recent combat sports line, uh, with Francis. So we're super excited about that. And also, I'm not sure if you saw that, uh, Mel and, and Mo, uh, he, he just dropped news that we, 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 we've been working on this for a minute. So he will be the first UFC fighter to ever drop an an NFT. Well, and Um, I had read up on that, and I saw you guys post, but I was like, okay, so I'm not too hip on the Bitcoin. I mean, I understand (laughs) it, but then I was like, NFT had to Google. So, like, what is a quick, like, you know, cliff notes of NFT? Yeah. yeah. So remember, back in the day, we used to collect baseball cards and basketball cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just put that on the computer on the blockchain. Wow. Okay. It's yes. a NFT stands for non-fungible token. So essentially what it allows artists or creators to do is put their artwork up on the blockchain. People have the chance to, to purchase it. And for the rest of its existence on the blockchain, that creator will then receive a royalty. So we created, we collabed with an amazing artist, because Francis is not an artist, amazing artist by the name of Boss Logic who's well known in the NFT space and known in the MMA space. He created some amazing art in which we're going to drop on Friday for people right. to go on and purchase, right? And there's three different editions, but it's conditioned upon, right? We did a kind of unique thing. So not only is he the first to do it in MMA, we did it super unique in terms of we're tying it around an event, right? So we're, we're betting on Francis. We're all in on Francis, meaning that, hey, there will be an NFT that drops before the fight, but the rest, the remaining two cards that we created will only be released if and when he wins the title, right? Okay. So it's an entire experience for the NFT collectors and the fans alike to be involved. Um, it's, it tells his story. Uh, uh, a large portion of the proceeds will benefit his foundation, 
Francis Ngannou Foundation, which is uh, based in Cameroon, Africa, you know, because he's all about the kids. So we're, it, it's been an exciting, exciting week already thus far, and uh, there's more news to come, but I can't share it right now. But, uh, yeah, the two big ones, <laughs> official Gymshark and uh, an NFT drop. <laughs> All right. We love it. And I That's look forward awesome. to this match. So you guys are going to be uh, participating. It's going to be at the Apex Center this time, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And an will this be a spectator fight as the last uh, match? No spectators? or what? No. Are we no. So um, they will not open up fans until uh, April 24th, uh, which will be in Jacksonville. That will be the first fight for the UFC back to fans. Uh, so this one will be in the bubble in Las Vegas, UFC Apex, you know, which we, we – we don't mind. I actually kind of like it because it seems like a practice, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, so it's not as much pressure because you feel the crowd, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to, to kind of be out in this corner. I'm the water, water, uh, water boy in that sense. You know, I just <laughs> hold the water bucket and I let his coaches do his thing. But I'm always there for this, this kind of that energy side of things. You know what I mean? It's nothing but good people that we try to, it's, it's a family that we try to surround them with. That's dope. So I have one question, but only because I looked into a little bit of, um, we were going to talk about him anyways in the show, whether I, we didn't know you, you were coming on today or not. But so his last four wins were all round in the matter of seconds. So 45 yeah, right. seconds, 26 seconds, 71 seconds, 20 seconds. If I was a betting person, which I kind of am sometimes, yeah. can I can I be betting on the over under of, let's say, like, I don't know, 100 minutes, 100 seconds? I mean, do you do, are is there going to be like a I mean, going to be like a seconds type thing? I mean, I don't want to put you in a predicament yeah, here. I just. Yeah. You know, I never want to bet on, on, on my players. You know, we'll take a win, uh, you know, as 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 quick or or as, as long as we need to. So long as we walk out with the W. Um, yes, you know, his last four fights have gone under a minute, but you know, when you're facing the greatest heavyweight of all time, yeah. you know, it's disrespectful to put those kind of predictions on someone. Sure. So we have, we have way too much respect for, for Stipe to do that. Um, so, but what I will say is that, um, Francis is going to win. Okay. And he's ready, huh? He's and ready. He's ready. Oh, he looks ready. He looks ready. Oh, he's ready. Yeah. Trust okay. me. He's ready. He looks yeah, ready. I, I, I can't. I, I, I'm just so excited. You know, I, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> You're here all week. Kels will be in touch. I really appreciate you popping on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you Please, so much. to Francis. Give him we my can't love. wait. Tell him uh, I, I got some new stuff in the store for him. Whenever he's Thanks ready to so come much. shopping we, after celebrating his win, we need out new fits for that. So yeah, yeah. yes, we will definitely come check check you both out. Thank you so much for uh, letting me sneak in here and say uh, thank you for coming. We appreciate, on. appreciate you. It. Thank you. Thanks, Kels. <laughs> right, Markel. Oh Bart. man, Drunk so ready you guys. You never know what's gonna happen. It's always an exciting moment on this show. I'm trying so, to. Yes. Shout out to those that have been tuning in throughout. Yes. I didn't get a chance to go through them, Nat. We yes. appreciate you tuning in. Yes. What's up to the Bill Logan? Yes, Mr. Logan. Shout out LTBB. Shout out Box Out Clothing, of course. Yes. Thank you for the sponsorship. And Jose, we appreciate you. Make sure to tune in to Jose right. uh, later on at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. I mean, a great, I had a great uh, interview last week with uh, yeah, Brett. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was like yeah, a no holds, answer anything type right. situation. I love it. And Brett's been transparent like that when it comes to mm -hmm. that. So I think that was just excellent that he was able to get him on again and speak with the new changes going on with the lights. But For sure. Yeah. For sure. 
Boy, world of sports, it's always changing. I'm really yeah. excited about this match. I mean, Stipe is 20 and three to France is 15 and three. This is yeah. going to be the this fight. is a heavyweight this championship. This is a heavyweight championship. We we gotta go all in for our boy Francis. So oh, I'm ready. Man. I'm excited Sorry. for it. That was dope. Yay. Okay. And then we'll continue on and yes. bring on our guests for this going. evening. I know, right? Keep it rolling. <laughs> hey, Let's guys. Keep welcome. Rolling. We got the guys from the Savory Show podcast joining us. We know it's a little late for y'all out there in the East Coast, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry for the pop-up guest we had earlier, but we had definitely are ready for the fight this weekend. Not sure if you guys are into the UFC and MMA stuff, but... Uh, one of Mo's friends is a big time agent out here for uh, Francis Nagano. So we're all kind of pulling for him. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, thank you so much for having us on the show. Um, I know we had some fun before talking about the time difference here, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time for me, I have a, a son who's about to be two years old in April. So this time actually is better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 10 is better than seven for me. So shout out to y'all for doing that. But again, like I said, uh, my name is Avery, everybody from the Savory Show, co-host of the Savory Show podcast. Appreciate uh, being on with y'all. I'm ready to chop it up about these sports, man. I'm really excited. Right on. Sounds good. Hey, Sterling. Hey, how you guys hey, doing? Hey, good. Yes, my name is... Sterling Little John, uh, co-host with um, Avery, is part of the Savory Show, and um, I just want to thank you guys as well. And actually, the time is not bad for me either. I'm normally up around this time anyway, so it works for me. So I'm a little bit of a night owl myself, so I'm usually like, hey, I mean, ten o'clock for me is good too. But you know, I know for some people on the East Coast, like you know, they're winding down at eight or nine, and I'm always like curious to know how sports fans, you know, even exist on the East Coast sometimes because you know games are starting seven, eight o'clock out on the Pacific, so it's just. It's intense. But um, anyways, give us a little rundown on you two, how you guys started your podcast and kind of like, you know, what your your inspiration for that was. Absolutely. So I'll kick it off. Um, so Sterling, that's my guy. That's my brother. Um, as close to the blood brother as he could, honestly. And so we met each other in 2016 um, at Xavier University, you know, repping the X up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, we were in the sport administration master's program. That's how we had met. Wow. Um, and I remember uh, this is our first semester and Sterling and I were like paired together on like a group project. And from there, the rest is history, man. And honestly, funny enough, we might not look exactly the same, but he's almost like a carbon copy of me as, as far as like our personality, our passion for sports, our passion for youth development, community outreach. Like it just happened to align and uh, obviously blessed to meet him. So the savory show um we started in june of 2020 so obviously mm. the pandemic hit really hard really i think started march 2020 over a year now uh through the covid 19 pan pandemic excuse me and you know i was working i'm still actually working from home believe it or not but you know we were working from home and we just had extra time to come together with some ideas and the podcast i did just sparked um so the name savory so sterling and avery that's kind of putting them together right ah, i figured that however i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah, savory, where but, are we getting that from yes that but also to make it a little more you know cool more you know interesting intriguing uh we we as a play on words from the term savory right s-a-v-o-r-y when you think of savory it's food right some delicious right. full flavor and we figure you know what we're going to deliver the hottest sports topics the Sterling and Avery show together. 
let's call it savory, not just because of our names, but because that time with food. And uh, if you all haven't seen our logo, if you go to our pages, you'll see the logo we have with like the the, the bowl of, of the sports balls like on fire and stuff fire. like that. So, yeah, yeah so it was just something cool, man. We, we came up with we're very passionate about sports. Um, as Sterling will tell you, man, we we'd be on the phone, man hours at a time debating sports topics right <laughs> and i'm like we are so damn passionate about this i'm like we should make a podcast um and just the banter between us is all authentic that's just our friendship our brotherhood and um like i said man it's been a blessing starting since june um let me see what i could what else i could say about it we're at least i think 20 something episodes in you know what i'm saying we've, we've restarted you know that over a thousand downloads we're available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, now on YouTube, all major podcast platforms. But yeah, it's been a blessing. We just turned it really a passion project of ours, and we've just been grinding and going harder. Um, we actually took a break, to be honest with you, before we got on here. So this is our first time being uh sorry, recording since I think a couple of weeks, two, three weeks now. But okay, um, we try to provide episodes weekly, um, Saturdays or Sundays. We call it Savory Show Saturday or Savory Show Sunday. Um, just staying consistent to that. Um, we got a pretty good following. Just looking forward to building it out. And we really appreciate you guys being on the West Coast because, you know, I'm out here in Atlanta. Sterling's in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, so we're more, you know, wow. East Coast focused. But, you know, mad love, respect to the West Coast. And we're, again, uh, it's a blessing to be on with you guys. But I've said enough. Sometimes I'm going to tangent. So I'm going to let my boy Sterling, let him, let, let, I'm going to let him tell y'all his version of the story. Yeah, so. Let's get the Eat Your Hollywood story now, Sterling. Yeah, right. Now, I'm, I'm going to get So how, how it happened was, you know, Avery brought the idea to my attention. I'll be honest with you, I was hesitant at first because. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and he's a Philadelphia oh. Eagles fan. Oh, I'm sorry. No. It's an unusual couple. So, unusual <laughs> <laughs> Sterling. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Don't disrespect the Cowboys now. Listen. Check this out. You're on our show right now, so we can do all the mad disrespect. You're just going to have to sit there and uh, take uh, it. Uh, uh, no, but no, I, man. We're I, uh, not, we're not, we've got questions for you two upcoming. Let Please. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead. Continue on with yeah. your story. Yeah. But um, just piggyback off what Avery said, you know, he's, you know, we're both brothers. So, you know, when he brought it up to, you know, the, the idea of doing a podcast, you know, I was like, you know, I'm more than happy to do it with you, you know? So, you know, like he said, you know, we met in 2016 and we just built, you know, a brotherly bond pretty quickly. Um, So, you know, we talk sports all the time. Like he said, you know, I go back and forth with him about Kobe and LeBron all the time. So we talk about that. <laughs> So it's, you know, it, it was just natural for us to just do this. Um, and it's been a blessing, you know, like you say, you know, it's coming up on a year now that we've been doing this. Um, so, you know, I'm sure it's going to be more successful as, you know, down the line. And I'm just thankful, you know, to do it with them and thankful to be on your guys show today. So thank no, you. No, that's dope. No, I mean, I think that's one thing, like the power of social media is you get, don't worry about most. She clicks in and out sometimes. <laughs> I was on a All do good. not disturb All mode. Good. I could have sworn I told this person I was doing a show at seven, but you know. We've only been doing a show for a couple years now at the been. same you guys time. Just don't listen to me. I don't understand know. it. They don't listen. They really don't. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Seven no, but I. I think that, you know, what's great about social media is that we're able to cross, you know, be able to find other podcasts and cross promote, be able to engage, support other people no matter where they're at. And I think that was one thing that struck me about you guys is that 
uh, similar to me and Mo, you kind of have this like great charisma, uh, you know, charisma when it comes to talking. You guys' show seems organic; it flows well, um, and that's all things that, that have been talked about about for Mo and I in regards to we've been friends for like ten years, and we've always had a camaraderie. And then sports on top of it just made it even easier. But you know, you find some shows that you feel like they're just that they're put there, you know, just for that time and they're mm -hmm. not really engaged, they're not really caring, they're not really into the conversation. Me and her can. debate It's like very scripted, you know? Yeah. It's not like it's something that's, you know. And we debate natural. often because not only do I not like the, and I'm not like the, the Cowboys, I don't like the Lakers, I don't like the Niners. So between her Lakers and he, we have plenty of Cowboys fans that join in the, in the chat, of course, um, because, you know, every year is their year. They're gonna win the championship every year so <laughs> listen okay. one, if i could interject real quick yeah. you know i i'm originally from new york i went to college in connecticut went to cincinnati now here in georgia that doesn't matter where i go you can't always find a cowboys fan somewhere I know. Everywhere team. you go, I'm like, it's America's oh team. God. I mean, they, they've coined that phrase correctly of it being America's type team because they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah, over, all America. over America. All over America. Uh -huh. Yeah. Got a shout out from uh, Jonathan Sweeney. He said, What's up to Avery? Hey, what's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my bros what's up, right Alex? there. Big Alex. Yeah. Man. Lex yeah. in the building. So just before we get off, before we start off then, what are you, do you guys have allegiances to teams or to players? And if so, what? Who? Yeah, you want to go? Or you want me to go, bro? Go ahead, go ahead. Yours is more interesting. <laughs> I feel like yeah, mine is. So <laughs> okay, so it's interesting. So growing up, I'm so I'm actually a Lakers fan. My mom and my uncle, you know, they were big Laker fans back in the Showtime era with Magic and Kareem, James Worthy, Byron Scott. You know, the whole group. And you know, that kind of just trickled down to me. You know, I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan. That was my favorite player growing up. You know, I love Shaq. Uh, but it's interesting now because I had to take a hiatus from being a Laker fan. Why? Um, Here we so go. Tell the you LeBron this. James story. I think I need to get into it right now. No chasing. Take it straight. Give it to me straight because I've never um, stopped the consistency. What's going on? I'm not a LeBron fan. Hmm. And when LeBron signed with the Lakers, it's been a struggle for me to root for him. You sound because, like because it's always been LeBron versus Kobe. And, and in my personal opinion, I kind of felt, you know, throughout the years, the media kind of in a, in a sense disrespected Kobe's career, in my opinion. And I kind of feel like they don't really respect what he did while he played. And it seemed like, you know, LeBron is great. I think LeBron's top five all time easy. You know, he's top four, on, you know, on my list. But I just think that a lot of people kind of like, hey, you know, LeBron is upper echelon. It's like LeBron's here and Kobe's all the way down here. And it's like, no, it's not that big of a discrepancy between the two. I'm fine with you saying LeBron is better, but don't say that it's miles apart. That's my issue. So that's where it's kind of the LeBron and Kobe thing. I feel like that's a way for a lot of fans. I mean, you, you can tell me more how you feel about it. I just know, like, when LeBron signed with the Lakers, a lot of Laker fans were kind of like, uh, at first, like, we don't know. You know, <laughs> nah, hold on, wait a minute. Well, he, wait, wait a minute, that's Mo. Not true. Mo, no, wait a no, minute. No, no, no. He, he that's said, true. he said a lot of Laker oh, fans. Well, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm gonna have a closer connection to LA. I'm only four hours, that's true. Here, so I'll say what I'm saying. <laughs> this is the deal. I've never seen, I, I've only recent in recent years of Kobe's passing have I heard most of the LeBron Kobe type of, of talk. I've heard more LeBron Jordan talk than I have of Kobe. Oh, yeah, Kobe oh, yeah, has oh. been that fifth element that's been kind of out of that because they've left it alone. 
I totally agree with you on the media disrespect, but I think a lot of that came from the incident in Colorado and it just kind of fell from that because he deserved more MVPs than what the man received in his mm-hmm. lifetime. Um, but I've yeah. never really heard a beef and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I couldn't stand LeBron when he wasn't a Laker. I, I, you know, was thinking he was overly dramatic. He flops on the floor. He does all this crazy stuff. Off court, he's a legend. He'll always be a legend. I think he's one yes. of the best legendary basketball players for advocacy next to Kareem and everybody else that does that. So he's all time on that. He's not one on that. But now that he's a Laker and brought us a championship that we haven't had in quite some time, <laughs> LeBron can do no wrong in my eyes. LeBron can do nothing wrong to me in my eyes. He is our golden child. Yes, he's hurt. Oh. Yes, we're going to discuss about all that. But he, is, he can do right. no wrong in my eyes. Yes, he fell and he rolled off court and he rolled all on the ground. And I saw all the extras and all of that. And then got up and walked in the tunnel when his injury occurred. But again, I see no wrong with LeBron. He brought us a championship. Now, the city was a little presumptuous to try to put a statue up. They knocked that down real quickly. It was like, no, this is still Kobe. Let's be clear. That's the only talk I've heard. I've never heard so much of a talk of LeBron versus Kobe as much as I've heard the talk of LeBron versus Jordan. That's more of a discussion on that because the thing with Kobe is, for all that he was, a lot of his moves were from that Jordan era. So if you're going to say LeBron and, and Kobe as a debate, you might as well say LeBron and Michael Jordan as a debate because they're one and one in sync because of the moves that Kobe studied for so many years to be on that level of Michael Jordan, who to me is top notch. He's always going to be the GOAT. Okay, I'm in that era of, of Jordan, Magic, Bird, you know, uh, the Bad Boys Pistons. You know, I was a kid with all of that. So I saw it in real time how excellent Jordan was. It didn't take a documentary for me to figure that out. We already knew he was a GOAT. Plus, he's one of the most iconic shoes out there in the world that everybody wants a pair of. (laughs) So it's it's that debate that I hear, not so much LeBron uh, LeBron and Kobe. But carry on. I mean, I say you should come on back to the purple and gold. What is your second choice as far as a team then? Because you sound like my mother when she says, I can't can't get behind these Lakers right now with the LeBron thing. I love him off court, but just his antics on the court Mm -hmm. just gets me. She's Golden State. She stayed with Golden State. That's fine. But what Mm -hmm. is your second team then? If you're not going to be with purple and gold, then where are you right now? Mm. And by the way, your mom is 100% correct about the Lakers. I just want to say that she is not wrong at all. Hey, my mom's a very great. smart woman. I'm never going to yeah. say she's wrong about anything. I just, we disagree. I just see it, I just see it in a different light, but I carry on. Carry yeah. on. So I will come back to the Lakers once LeBron retires or actually leaves the Lakers. Wow. Okay. okay. Once he leaves the well, Lakers. Basically when he will retire, but yeah. Ooh, yeah. But wow. once he if he leaves, sorry, if he leaves. Wow. Um, but right now, uh, Brooklyn Nets are who I'm pulling for because I'm oh, a big God. Kyrie Irving fan. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is my favorite player currently in the NBA, and I love, you know, Kevin Durant. Um, to me, I think Kevin Durant is the greatest offensive player in NBA history, in my personal opinion. I just think when you're seven foot tall, you know, can shoot from anywhere on the court, he's unstoppable. And James Harden, what he's doing this year, you know, averaging 25 and, you know, 10 plus assists, like he's doing a great job. And I think right now he should be, you know, favored to win MVP, considering that, you know, Embiid's injured and LeBron is injured as well. So right now I'm rolling with Brooklyn to win it all. I don't think anybody's going to stop him. And that's just how I feel about that. Well, James Harden's out tonight. They're playing Utah. Right yeah, he now. is. Yep. Yep. On that sideline. But you still got Kyrie. You still got a KD element in there and some other pieces. They added, uh, what's his name from uh, 
Detroit or Philly. I'm sorry, uh, Griffin. Blake, Blake, Blake Griffin. 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 Yeah, yeah Blake Griffin. Yeah. To add to the high flying antics of DeAndre. Got a Jordan comment from Les. You know, LeBron is LeBron with an A, <laughs> and yeah. you know he has the LA Bron. LA Bron. And he has the most consecutive games in double digits. Well, he then was injured. He had seven points. He stayed in the game. Hit a three pointer to give him ten, and then of course left the game because he's a stat guy, right? <laughs> Got to get that. He's a stat guy. He's still considered to be the MVP. I don't even know what people are talking about because we're well, thinking like he's going to be gone through regular season, possibly three to four weeks. But he's got he's a physicality specimen that we just have seen of no other. So healing so process. Certainly you got the yep. Cowboys, you got the Lakers kind of, but the Nets currently, and then do you do like baseball or hockey or anything? No, not, not baseball. Well, I used to, um, I used to be a big Derek Jeter fan. Uh, I know Avery, he can talk about, the little bit about that more. He's a big time Yankee fan. Damn Yankees. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. It, That's my name. Um, evil the Empire. The of the East. They're the Lakers of yeah. the East and the MLB. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm yeah, a Dodger absolutely. girl, but you know, I have to respect it, I guess. Yeah, mm -hmm. my Mariners are your farm team, so it's kind of like here, <laughs> like all of our good players once yeah, they hit a couple yeah. years, like we've trained them, you can have them now. But, uh, Avery, what about you? What about you and your teams or players? Sure, um, so yeah, um, New York Yankees, that's my baseball team right there. Baseball was my first love. Um, it's funny, the older I got, I still love baseball, but it's just not the same when I was a kid. I'm really more into football and basketball now, but New York Yankees being from New York, that was a team, man, getting to see the Yankee. Uh, you know, I'm 27, so when they were winning their multiple championships, I was just, you know, a little kid. Um, but I love going to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, no better feeling in the summertime, going to a baseball game, uh, friends and family. I love it. Um, now, they haven't been, you know, there, you know, win a chip every decade. That streak stopped after the end of the 2020 season. Um, but we're going to get back to it. We're getting back to it. We got a nice squad. Um, so Yankees, number one, that's closest to my heart. Number two, uh, the, which leads to the funny conversations with Sterling and I, I'm a big diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I know you're probably wondering, how am I an Eagles fan from New York? How is that possible? I cannot stand the New York football giants and the Jets. I don't have sympathy for them anymore. I kind of, you know, rooted for the little man for a little bit, but I gave that up. Um, big Eagles fan. My first introduction to football, uh, that 2004 year, Donovan McNair, Brian Westbrook, T.O., Brian Dawkins in the crew going to the Super Bowl. I had my T.O. jersey, got my McNabb jersey still. Um, and I always loved and supported the black quarterbacks. I grew up, you know, McNabb, McNair, Vic. Those are my guys, you know, as a, like a teenage kid growing up. So I always loved Eagles. McNabb could never get the big game. He could never get, you know, to the chip and win it. Um, after that one go round against the Patriots, but I've always loved the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I love when they had Vic on the team that 2010 season. Always remember that when I was in high school. Um, now they got my guy Jalen Hurts. You know, let's see what he can do. Um, yeah. so that's my football team right there. And I'll go to basketball real quick. Big Miami Heat fan, and that is all because of Dwayne Wade, who is my favorite NBA player of all time. Um, obviously he's retired and you know gone to gone off in the other ventures. You know, sure. catch them with a TNT crew sometimes, but that was my squad. And it's funny. So the whole LeBron thing, I was a D-Wade <laughs> fan. I can go back. I remember that 2006 championship when Shaq was his running mate, you know, mm -hmm. Gary Payton, Jason Williams, um, Antoine Walker, and all the mm -hmm. old veterans trying to get a chip. Dang, Walker. And I love, I, I don't think, and this is just my opinion. 
when they were down 2-0 to the Mavericks in that finals, and for them to win four straight, I think D-Wade put on probably arguably one of the best finals performances um, in a championship victory um, through that, that streak right there. He single-handedly propelled them to that chip. Ever since then, I love D-Wade, right? Fast forward, you know, 2011, they get LeBron James. I'm still in New York uh, at this time, graduating high school. Friends with a lot of New York Knicks fans. And, you know, oh, we're getting LeBron. LeBron's coming to the, the Mecca. And, of course, that didn't happen. They got Carmelo. They got, you know, Amari Stoudemire. That right. obviously took a turn. Uh, I was always a Heat fan. I got clowned because, you know, they weren't really that good after the 06 year. So from 08 to 2011, you know, the Heat weren't really that good. D-Wade kind of got injured on and off. Then they finally signed LeBron. Everybody claims I'm a bandwagon fan. I'm like, no, no, no. That is furthest from the truth. I've always loved the Heat. I got clown for it. Then, hey, we just happened to have LeBron fall in our laps, Chris Bosh. Um, so those are some great years, man, the 2012, 2014, the the era. I won't, I won't call it a dynasty, but they did repeat. Um, but, yeah, and I love the Heat to this day. Got to the finals last year. Nobody on earth, unless you're a diehard Heat fan, expected them to get to the finals. And, of course, you know, I wanted to beat the Lakers. I knew deep down it wasn't going to happen. But I love seeing Jimmy Buckets and – um, they're just a gritty team, man. And it was they a great series. Off. It was a great series. It was. I, I thought it. it was a lot better than I thought. It was a great lot series. better than I, I thought. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In the Everyone told me they was getting they were swept. They're losing in five. No, like, no, no, they were great. We got too much heart. Yeah, too much heart, man. It showed, and it was it was a decent run for you guys. It really was. So, so that's my three right there: Yankees, Eagles, Heat. D Wade's my favorite basketball player of all time. I love McNabb um, as a quarterback in the NFL. Vic McNair, but um, I support. You know, all the young black quarterbacks. I love, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, of course, because he got to my team. Um, I, I'm a supporter of Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, my homeboy. That's my guy. Um, all them and uh, Kyler Murray's up and coming as well. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, and we could talk about the Seahawks, too. Y'all in trouble. But, you know, <laughs> I still root, I, I root for Russ. Um I don't, I'm think, not we're a big in, I don't think we're in either, as but... much trouble as we'll think we're in, but it was definitely, yeah. it's definitely hot. Yeah. It's definitely mm-hmm. hot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that would, let, let, let's just get into, we've got our introductions out. There's some hot topics we need to discuss. Um, before go, I man. get to that, let me just one more time say thank you to our sponsor, Box Out Clothing. They out thank there you, on Box the East out. Coast. We appreciate you, www.boxout1co.com. Check them out online with the new gear. Um, but yeah. Speaking of young black quarterbacks, your boy, Deshaun Watson. Mm. So we'd love to hear your take on it. I know me and Mo touched on it last week a little bit when it was just, I think, the three cases or four cases. We're now up to 14 civil lawsuits. And I say civil because they're not criminal. There's no police reports. There's no charges against him. But 14 civil uh, court cases for Mr. Deshaun. Who wants to go first on that and your thoughts? Yeah, I could take it first. Yeah, I'll take first. Yeah, so um, I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to be funny about this, but I think it's at 16 now. 16 yeah. civil lawsuits. Or 16 today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 16 today. I guess um, I missed two I thought, in, I, I in ten hours. 20. I thought uh, it was 20. It, I was in 20, and I was It's sure. probably. I think yeah. there's some pending. So mm-hmm. it, yeah. tomorrow we could wake up. It could be 20. Um. Yeah. Let me just say this first. Uh, for one, and I didn't mention him yet. I knew we were going to get into him, but Deshaun Watson's another one of like my favorite players. I love what he's doing um, on the field. Um, 
his backstory as well when he, you know, getting to the league. Um, and obviously this, I never expected this to happen to him. Um, so I'll put it this way. Um, I believe everyone's innocent until proven guilty. However, you have to take the allegation serious, right? Now, I'm a little skeptical because we all know that Deshaun Watson requested a trade out of Houston. He made it very public, true? right? Very true. Very true. The thing that bothers me is the timing of these lawsuits. That's what bothers me because I'm not trying to shut them down. I'm not like some people out here. I've seen it on social media. But the timing bothers me because of how he wanted out. Okay. And the Houston Texans were not trying to trade him at all. And also, and Sterling had brought this up to me earlier today. I haven't seen the Houston Texans really, you know, support Deshaun yeah. Watson or back him either, right? The, the NFL has put out any statements regarding this matter whatsoever, not even since day one. Very interesting. And I think, and he's honestly, besides Mahomes, you look at a, at the young up and co- I mean, quarterback, he could be another face of the league, right? And the thing that hurts, I think, let's us. I don't want to assume he's innocent. I'm just saying innocent until proven guilty. If he happens to be innocent, I still believe that his image will be tarnished, right? Even if he's innocent, that's just my personal opinion because he's a young black quarterback. Okay. And just this one mess up again, if they, let's just say hypothetically speaking, if they settled in court, so he's not admitted of guilt, right? But he settles and pays off these women. Is that a good look for him? Not no. That's right? like That's an admission not. of guilt. Yeah. He's tweeted exactly. that he said he's not going to settle. That he's going to try. He can go to trial and clear well, his we, name. Well, we're going to see during, what it. But that was during what his three. lawyer says. But well, that was during three though, and that was early on when he was on the Twitter mm-hmm. community saying that. So now that we're at these numbers, we haven't heard anything. And so, one last thing I must say, uh, ladies and and Sterling, is that um, reading the stories and the facts of it, it's like you just got to be smarter. You got to be smarter, bro. Like putting yourself in that situation to begin with. It it don't sound right. Like, you know, 16 and maybe 20. It's like, come on now. Like when it gets to these high of numbers, as much as, you know, because I I like the guy as a player, I don't want them to be true. But it's just the more they keep stacking up, it's like ah, it's hard to just say that I, I can't just throw it away. I can't do it. And. I personally, for his sake and my sake as a fan of his, hope that he's innocent. I obviously I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But if he's guilty, man, you know, you gotta you gotta face the punishment. But however, you did bring up that it is a civil case, it is not a criminal case, right? So that's another you know thing about it as well. But I hope that he ends up being innocent. I hope he learns his lesson. Um, it honestly, man, just in this era, man, you can't put yourself in these situations. And even Deshaun Watson going on social media, trying to, you know, bat down the claims against him. If I was his lawyer, I probably would advise him not to say anything, to be honest with you. Right. Whether you're innocent or guilty. Right. Sometimes the best thing to say is nothing. Right. And I think he's, I think he's been fairly quiet. I mean, yeah, as opposed to what he could be saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And Sterling, go ahead with your take on it. Yeah. Yeah, so my mine's similar to um, Avery's. I think my whole thing is, I know Stephen A brought this up today. Um, I think it will be best that Deshaun doesn't try to get back on the field anytime soon until this issue is resolved. 
because we have seen in the past that the NFL has messed up on countless, you know, sexual assaults, you know, you know, um, abusive assaults, you know, they've just messed up so many times. So, you know, they have to make sure they do their research into what's really going on. And like, just like Avery said, you know, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. I hope the, you know, the accusations, you know, aren't true. Um, But like he said, you have to be smarter, you know, especially being like, you know, Deshaun Watson's status, you know, and, you know, you're a very popular athlete, you know, a lot of things can happen. So you have to be careful. And also I know. I know Big Lex just commented in there real quick is that because even with this many cases, it somewhat establishes a pattern, which I think is true. My only thing was like, once they found one, it was kind of like someone made a commercial and was like, hey, have you had an encounter with Deshaun Watson? If so, give us a call. You could be due to some money. Like it was kind of like one of those things where, hey, we found one. I'm sure we can find more. Let's just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, again, it's not to say that it, it isn't true or it's not true. Or he's still innocent until, impro- until proven guilty. But it just, like you said, the timing. And the only thing that bothered me was at first it was, Deshaun Watson's innocent. You know, he's saying he never did any of these things. And then I think it was yesterday that his attorney came out with a statement saying that it was consensual. Now I'm like, so first they didn't happen, but now we're saying if anything did happen, it was consensual. So what are we talking about now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you what my theory is about it. It's just very convenient with the timing that he wants to be out of this situation. And these ladies have hired an attorney who's very close personal friend to the Texans ownership organization Mm -hmm. and that all of a sudden this is some kind of pulley of if you will to kind of get him to uh, either stay or or if you if you pay you can go or whatever to free him up I, I don't know I mean that's speculative but it's just very interesting to me on all of it and again I am not one to say that I take all sexual assault matters very seriously. Um, I think the violence against women that happened in this country is a travesty and a lot of it falls on deaf ears and a lot of justice does not uh, get uh, resolved from it. Um, But at the same time, this is just a very, very interesting um, kind of thing that just happens to occur right when we're in the trading situation uh, with the NFL and everything that's going on. And you know that this is a top prize winner who pretty much any team would give their firstborn to to have play. Um, on a team and they know his value and the fact now that that may somewhat get tarnished and I just again from earlier NFL hasn't even spoken out on this and usually when allegations occur you're hearing something from Goodell's memorandum immediately and there's nothing I just find this very very peculiar that they're sitting back and saying well we're just going to let this play out and see what happens it's just all too weird it's it's just it's a little strange for me it is but but um, hopefully to your point um Avery, that it is not true um, because we do have a high standard of in regard to Deshaun Watson. And for people that have known Deshaun, even in the Clemson days, you mean to tell me no scandal has come up since he was at Clemson or any of that during his playing career. They've all said that he's been this great guy. And, you know, you see this person for who they are, but they may have a dark side to them. A lot of people do. But again, mm-hmm. I just hope that we are not uh, right on this situation. I, I, I just want to sit with my popcorn and just keep drinking. Oh, and by the way, uh, mm-hmm. Sterling, uh, not to interrupt my little diatribe, but Utah Jazz are winning right now. Score is uh, 38-24. I'm just saying. Okay. Nobody's playing for Brooklyn. Hmm? 
Nobody's playing for practice. What does that mean? Ky- Kyrie not even playing. He not. No, he yeah, Kyrie's not playing. They, they're going to lose tonight. <laughs> is that is that a problem for you? Because you're saying I, I you're going to be championship. I, 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 I don't, don't understand serious. what's the big deal. You know, I mean, James Harden. Okay, not then playing. I want that same energy with my players not playing with the Lakers, and we're going to. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. Okay, okay. You right. all right. Ooh. I'm just going to make that clear. Okay. Okay. Oh man, this is yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing when there's going to be some kind of evidence that we can, you know, just yeah. figure out what's really happening. Because I know they mentioned, like, well, there's text messages exchanged. And I mentioned before, like, you know, mm-hmm. I text my masseuse. I let, you know, let them know if I'm coming late or if I'm, you know, on the way. But depending on what's in those texts, I think is what's what, what's going to be interesting. And so. are there pics? Because they're saying that he did this and he did that. Like, I need. Are there apologies the, for the what I did or this or that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The receipts will come. We just need to see the receipts. I, I mean, he probably has some receipts on his end too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I talked about yesterday. I was on a friend's uh, podcast, but I know Mo has some stuff. You know, Lakers are going to the playoffs. We know. But with LeBron's current injury, Along with AD, you got a month of mm. both of them gone. How is this now affecting the Lakers in that playoff standing? Are they gonna? Is it better now they're gonna be a lower seed? I tend to think not, but I mean, it's gonna be a it's a tough month. However, it looks like Utah's been doing bad too. So uh, I don't know. I'm a little. But well, we knew this flip was gonna happen with Utah. They weren't gonna stay long on the number one <laughs> top spot. We kind of knew, saw that coming just because they were on mm-hmm. such a hot streak. But I would love to hear the boys' take on it, because you know what I'm going to say. And I'll say it after everyone's <laughs> done. I mean, you'd be surprised hey. at what I say. You'll be surprised. All right, let me, you know what? I I know Sterling, yeah. you know, y'all getting on him because he's, you know, the ex-Laker fan at the moment. No, no, no. I'm not about to take hey, this slander. I'm so more about that energy than the Laker thing. I think I'm more offended about him being a Dallas Cowboy fan than I am about him stepping mm, away from the Lakers. Yeah, that's, that's uh, number one right there. I'm, I can explain that. Here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but go let ahead. me know what you guys think. Go ahead. Um, Absolutely. Think, so you want to? You can go ahead, bro. Oh, okay. Um, so with LeBron's injury, um, obviously it shows that the Lakers truly need him, okay. and that goes for LeBron's whole career. You know, anytime LeBron is not playing in the game or anything like that, his team just falls apart. Um, my fear is I don't think this is going to happen. I hope that their role players can step up, meaning Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Markeith Morris, and Montrez Harrell. Hopefully they can step up, but I'm worried that if they don't, the Lakers could possibly slide down to the seventh spot and have to play in the play-in tournament to get into the postseason. Oh, good point. Um, there. I, I hope that doesn't happen, but I could – see it if LeBron and AD are out for a long period of time. And also, you know, I'm not really more so worried about LeBron's injury. I mean, you could because of his age, but I'm more so concerned about AD because obviously they're not saying it, but we all know this is Achilles injury. And, you know, will he come back close to 100%? Because if not, the Lakers will not win a championship. Um, Because personally, I want to see the Lakers healthy against Brooklyn. So I'm going to feel cheated if LeBron and AD are injured. Because I already know all the LeBron lovers out there are going to say LeBron was injured, and that's why Brooklyn. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> Definitely not one of those people. But I don't know who the people are. We all know those people. We all know them. We all know them. We all know them. We all know them. But I'm not one of those people, just so you know. No, I know. I know. I know. But I, mean, I hope it's, it's, I'm, yeah. 
we're on trade deadlines, guys. So here's another thing mm-hmm. to factor in because it's rumored that uh, Lakers have secretly been shopping Kyle Lowry. And if we do get a Kyle Lowry in that yeah. position, we do have to give up three men on that. And it looks like the three men would be KCP, Dennis Schroeder, and uh, who's the other one? I'm trying to think. One more. One more. They and a first rounder. No, they it my- it's not Trez. It's, um, I can't remember. Oh, Gasol. It'd be Gasol in exchange That's a for a first-rounder. Yeah. Uh, it'd be either Gasol or the first-rounder for Kyle, for Kyle Lowry. Also, hmm. uh, that... Well, the that Raptors have tanked already anyway. Well, so yeah, already. And, we, yeah. and we're in our deadline with less than 24 hours for yeah. trades to yes. be done. So that is a possibility. And if we do get down to that kind of situation, then things could possibly tra- change, you know, as far as the Lakers mm. go. But to your point, to drop down to a 6-7 and seed, I, I don't know. That's kind of a stretch. I see us going maybe oh, six, yeah. maybe, maybe. Because all these injuries are starting to occur in the West, right? So everybody's mm. starting to yeah. have some issues going on. Breaking down. So it, they're breaking down. So we're going to see what this looks like uh, in weeks to come. LeBron is a physical specimen. His, his his fitness is ridiculous that he spends a ridiculous amount of money on. It is very undisclosed as to what that physicality and regimen looks like because he will not disclose what he goes through. But for his high ankle strain, you're saying three to four weeks. This man is saying he'll be back possibly sooner than that and stronger than ever. I, I kind of believe it because it's LeBron. If it was anybody else, I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. But the way this man is conditioned, I don't know what's going on with his body, but his body is just something that no one's ever seen. And this is his first real injury that he's ever actually had besides the growing uh, pull he had a couple seasons back. But this one is just something that I'm curious to see when the return will be. AD, this is what I was worried about with him as a a Mm -hmm. Laker fan. He is very Uh injury prone. This is not his first time being out on some serious stuff. And if you're talking Achilles, yes, that could be just a season ender for us and then that means we need to get some more bigs on the team now andre drummond is still out there not playing with cleveland waiting for an buy offer lakers could try and go after that as well but who's to know you know and like i said when the trade deadline ends and we have some surprise shakeups i can't say where our lakers in the position of where we're ranked currently now at four will be after the trade deadline like i feel when i wake up in the morning because i wake up late out here it's about like seven or so in the morning so that's 10 east i feel like i'm gonna wake up to all of these notifications yeah, about what's happening because the trade off. deadline is noon here in the west coast so it's gonna yeah. go crazy and the fact that i mean we don't even i mean i there's so many possibilities and there's still so many options and uh, you know people have talked about numerous players even like Lori uh uh Markin, but, can't even say his name okay <laughs> from the bulls. bulls you know they've been talking yeah. about him that's my team so um you know i i, I don't want to see anybody leave the team i need people coming to the team is what i need to have happen, no zach's but. gonna leave zach's gonna leave they i don't, keep telling you this zach i know i know what leave. you're saying and i understand <laughs> the it's bulls not he's not worthy themselves. they're not worthy of him there i'm sorry you're i understand that but they've got to make the move <laughs> they do i know it's been too long that we've been sitting in the bottom of the ditch like i'm tired of the ditch we're starting to make our way it. up. I mean, I just feel like maybe if they even got into the eighth seed and had some shed of light of hope that the city could then eventually be like, okay, it's time to like make changes here. But aside from all that, um, there's a lot going on. But I, I don't know, Avery. Did you? I don't know if you talked Avery, about your, your take on the whole thing. I was gonna. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with the Lakers because I was looking at the standings. And I was looking at the schedule, right? So yeah, you guys listen. 
the Lakers, as we said, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, can they slide? I'm, I'm honestly, I, I think six or seven is actually very realistic, to be honest with you. I think so. Mo, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule here. You guys got a real tough road trip starting April 2nd. Y'all got to go. Well, not the first game at Sacramento, Clippers, at Toronto, at Miami, at Brooklyn, at the Knicks, at Charlotte. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule, and because I see the schedule, um, and a few back-to-backs with Utah, back-to-back at Dallas twice. I, I can see one. y'all slipping. Y'all I gonna slip because, too, but I don't think we'll yeah. slip too far. I see a couple games we could possibly win, and that's only if the opposing team has a like more injuries going on, like maybe Clippers mm-hmm. or Brooklyn or you know the Dallas Mavericks is our tough one. That's a tough competitor. Mm-hmm. Knicks, I'm not worried about the Knicks. I think the Knicks we can kind of do something. This year, this year, this year, what's going on? Yeah. They got some acquisitions, but. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. It's a, it comes down to coaching at the end of the day. So we'll see with that. But yeah, our schedule is w- is, is not it's uh, it's ruling. And yeah, we need I was going to speak on real quick too the on the Kyle Lowry thing that you're talking about. So you know I'm a big Heat fan, right? Mm-hmm. We actually, you know, we're trying to get Lamarcus Aldridge, which I really don't care for us to get mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry. Um, I think I'll be keeping real. The Lakers, y'all not getting them. I'm just I'm sorry to break it to you. Y'all just don't really got that much to trade now. The Heat, Tyler Harrow, who um, before I know uh, Spencer Dinwiddie were Brooklyn, he was discussed maybe being the piece. I'm like, I hope they don't trade him for him. Kyle Lowry, he's older. This is the last year of his contract. Do I really want them to trade a young Tyler Hero who hasn't even reached his full potential yet for Kyle Lowry? I don't know. But this is just my prediction. I honestly believe if Lowry does get traded, do not be surprised if he goes to L.A. But – for the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, that was a sleeper. I think that was a sleeper. Nah, 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 nah. I think it's nah. a sleeper. Oh, that was a sleeper fan all of a sudden again. Nah. Like, it's a sleeper prediction. It. it was one of those nah. things that, you know, they didn't see coming. There are three teams that are shopping him currently, and Lakers weren't on the radar for it, but they just came out of nowhere saying, hey, well, let's throw Maybe. what we got into it, too. I'd hate for us to give up a Dennis Schroeder. He's like a mini Rondo for me, and I think he's hustling, running the point, Younger. and doing really well. Younger version of him. So I, I don't see it happening. And if that doesn't happen, people are really strong on Andre Drummond coming to the Lakers, which we need mm-hmm. a big. Mm-hmm. Because that Marcus All, I think his head is still in Toronto. He's I don't done, think man. he's still not there. I don't even us, know why really. he's there. He looks like he's on a cloud. I mean, it was a big that we court. thought we could do, but we could have kept JaVel <sighs> McGee or somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, but this is what we're this is what we're this is what we're looking at. So yeah. but, if I'm the Clippers and I'm Jerry West and you see the Lakers are wounded. You need to take advantage of the situation because oh, you know how they how they flopped and were the laughing stock and memes all over during the bubble when they lost. This, if you, this is the only I believe this is the last and only hope you have to gang to the finals of getting a championship. If you're the Clippers, you got to try your hardest to get that point guard. I'm telling you, yeah. and Kyle Lowry, no, they're not gonna. They, they got a better chance of getting Lonzo Ball than Kyle Lowry. And in my person, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. what the Clippers, they, yeah, they're going for Lonzo. They, they got to, because Kyle Lowry, in my opinion, like, I just think that he won't go to either the Lakers or Miami because of what you just said, Avery, as far as the contract. And he came out mm-hmm. today and said he wants a max contract after mm-hmm. this season. So who's going to give him a max contract? Lakers aren't giving him right. a max. Yeah. Oh, no. If, None of them will. Yeah. A team that needs to trade for him, though, is the Philadelphia 76ers, I'm if they can that. 
because yeah, I mean, crazy. obviously, he played at Villanova. He has ties there. Yeah. I think he would love to get there if he could, in my opinion. And they do need him. You're right. They do. Yeah. They need him. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the the conversation is just so great. We're almost already an hour. We're gonna go a little bit over, I'm sure. But um, uh, to take it off of the NBA free agency, we'll or the trade deadline. We'll see how that goes. Um, I did want to get your guys' take. You know, March Madness is upon us. We had a crazy first weekend. There was no perfect bracket after, I think, the beginning oh. of round two. Like, Saturday morning, they were like, whoop, that's when Oral it. Roberts won, the bra- brackets just busted. Everything. On a lot of Dumb. Yeah. Shattered. Yeah. Ohio State went down. The world went to sh- <laughs> shambles. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, a, I'm proud of my Pac-12 team. I'm a Husky, even though my team – suck themselves you know we got 12 we got four teams in the sweet 16 coming up for the pac 12 there's been some great uh upsets and whatnot but i think and i want to just get the guys take because there was a great story that came out in regards to the ncaa and the, and the discrepancies between the women's and the men's tournament in regards to their weight rooms we saw the food some of the items they were provided I mean, we, we always know the take between, you know, I think today was even like the pay discrepancy day or pay equal pay day or something. But mm-hmm. aside from the NBA, WNBA tower, we're talking just the NCAA and they both bring in revenue, maybe not as much. But what is your guys' take on just what was seen um, in regards to what originally was seen from the women's? They literally had one weight rack with, I think, 10 Yeah, what weight. was your initial yeah. reaction seeing that post? What would you guys think as soon as you just saw it instantly? Because I sent it to Mel. She hadn't seen it yet until it just dropped. My initial reaction was that weight room was worse than uh, one of them hotel weight rooms. Right, you know the little <laughs> hotel weight rooms they have when you go somewhere, and you yeah. got the you know the one or two treadmills, a little small weight rack, and this little machine. I'm like that. I'm like I thought it was a joke, and I you know obviously they made like the TikTok about it, and I'm like it's just, I mean come on man, it's March obviously it's you know Women's History Month, and I'm not surprised, which is very sad and unfortunate to say, but I'm not surprised, and of course you know the NCAA as. They're never proactive. They're always reactive, right? They're always, oh, we messed up again. Let's make sure we try to do this. And I think uh, Mark Emmert is trying to have, um, they said they were trying to have like an independent review. I'm like, yeah, y'all know what y'all did, man. This was no right. mistake. This was not an accident. This was not a, it, it, to me, it's like, oh, let's try to cover our behinds and, oh, well, you know, we just need the right guidance to help us go the right path and direction of how we can have more equal, you know, the weight rooms and this and that it's like, even I heard something about the COVID test too, I think, um, and the vaccine, no, not the vaccine, the test for the women. Like they just weren't even the same type of COVID test as the men were getting, mm-hmm. or I think they're, they didn't have as, enough to do as frequently as well as the men did. So all of that is just like, y'all really couldn't make it equal. Like y'all really had to make it this bet, this much of a disparity. It's just, it's, man, it's, I'm not surprised again, but it's just, it's a shame, man. The NCAA should be ashamed of themselves. Um, obviously, this issue, we could talk about even, you know, should they pay athletes and things like that. It always comes in discussion every year. They just seem to continue to, to mess up over these past few years, man. We've obviously went over to NCAA a lot when we were in grad school together. And it's like every year, it's something new. Um, right. Yeah, but it's it's just another example of sexism, honestly. When when you think about it, and it's and there's some things that I was even like, okay, maybe like I mean, sometimes there's different food. Okay, I get that. the the the, the difference was 
real clear. But then like they were talking about how like even the women's basketball court, it didn't even really, you couldn't even tell that it was actually like March Madness court. It wasn't like, you know, and I was like, that's sad that even you can't even at least get the court right so that you're even promoting yourself. You're promoting the NCAA and the brand, but you can't even get that right. So I was just. Everything yeah. should have been consistent and unilateral. If you're in a bubble, they're in a bubble. If the facilities need to mirror each other, it should never have been. And to me, quite honestly, when they did upgrade and give them equipment, it still was of a subpar level. Yeah, it was better, but I still wasn't impressed. I still wasn't happy. Like it should have been an equal situation, especially when you have these companies like Dick Sporting Goods and all these other major, major corporations that say, hey, we'll even donate equipment. Like it's not a big deal. Right. So why is NCAA not even going that I avenue just if you didn't want to pay? Like, well, the crazy part, you have crazy. literally one rack of weights for a team. How is a team supposed to? Like, I have more than that at my house for exactly. just me. Like, how does a whole team use one rack and like five yoga mats? There wasn't even a treadmill. There wasn't even like there was nothing else but this rack and 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 and, then and, a I yoga see, mat. and then I see three more treadmills. Okay, no bikes, no punching bags. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't look like the gyms I've attended to. Like, this is crazy to me. The gender inequality of this is just really, really stupid. And it should be unilateral. And to, for the vice president, who's a woman, to put out this canned letter that was with no whack. empathy and no kind of thing, that was just plain stupid. You know, they put that on her, too. Like, oh, here, you do this. Well, that was no, like the face. It was like woman. for optics. Yeah. Let's just mm -hmm. see what she said. No. But it just wasn't a good optical no. moment for her. And she should be. That was a letdown. I mean, it's what just about you, Sterling? Annoying. Yeah, so for me, I feel like the NCAA has had a long issue of this even going back to the 1970s with title nine in my opinion yeah and i just feel like even like in 1976 like the ncaa didn't feel like title nine should be involved with athletic programs so that lets you know where they stand when it comes to you know women in sports right uh and also like something i found out the other day too is what i was very interesting to me was that the ncaa provides bonuses for the ncaa men tournament as far as like if a university wins a game, they get a bonus, you know, right. for that particular right. win. And when it comes to women, they don't get that at all. Like they don't receive a dime of that at all. So to me, it just shows you like the lack of respect. Like, you know, we talking like the weight room, the equipment, the food, and, you know, the swag bags that they had as well. Right. You know, the discrepancy between the two, it's just, it's very alarming. And, you know, obviously, you know, Obviously, it's a different topic, but we saw this happen with the NBA and WNBA as well, you know, back in the bubble, you know, this past, you know, this past last year and what was going on there. You know, a lot of people had issues with that. So it's just, you know, a huge like effect as far as the disrespect that women athletes have to, you know, go through consistently, you know, whether it's college or on a professional level. And it's just very alarming. And it's, it's sad that you know, these organizations, you know, or these universities or whomever, they don't they don't see the issue until we bring it to light, until it comes out to the media. That's when they want to say, oh, you know, we didn't intend for it that way. We apologize. No, you intended it for it to be that way because you never really thought about it to begin with. So um, that's my, well, you know, yep. On your topic, because I know I read an art, I read like an update. I mean, the article, but they said that Oral Roberts, I think, had already gotten like a hundred and twenty yeah, million did. or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Are. It's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. Like, okay. And it, real that, quick, if crazy. I could just say one, one like little closing uh, yeah. part for me. 
they didn't have March Madness last year. I know because obviously COVID and it was supposed to be here in Atlanta, right? right. And I was looking forward to it, trying to plan some events, whatever. Didn't happen. We all know the 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 millions on millions of rev- dollars of revenue, excuse me, in the TV deals or really billions of dollars. But but yeah. they missed out on that. So they knew they were going to have it. You got to tell me all the people that that work these, you know, high level jobs in the NCAA when you're planning these tournaments. Right. You know that you got to get your money right. You know, TV deal. we got to have the tournament this year and of all years. It's like this year you guys going to get it together. You guys don't plan this stuff, right? The scheduling buses and flights and getting people here at this time, here at that time. And whoever was in charge of the weight room, I'm sorry, <laughs> should have got fired. Like It was one person up, that like, set that up. That was it. I yeah, thought yeah. Was yeah, it definitely wasn't a full crew. <laughs> yeah. There was no crew no, no, truck and, and stuff to do anything. Well, and the fact that they didn't like, have a March Madness last year means that you should have carried some of that funding over into this year as well. Like, Well, you would think you that. Y'all be prepared, man. Like, you that's, would think that. No but excuse. again, it's the attitude of like men, some yep. men, I'm not going to say all men, they just don't right. care about women's sports. They don't see the importance of and they the never will. sports, and it's the same thing yeah. with WNBA. It's like, who cares? We don't. We, yeah. we want to see the men play. So it's that same kind of archaic attitude that mm. transcends in double NCAA. But NCAA been on that bull jive. You mean yeah, to tell yeah, me that they yeah. don't want to play these yeah. athletes for their likeness? That was a struggle. You know, it took yeah. for the athletes just to get even male or female that are on scholarship to get proceeds, and they couldn't take from boosters and all these different rules and stuff. So they've been on some old whackness. For the longest mm-hmm. time. And yeah. to your point, Avery, when you opened in the beginning, are we surprised? No, we are not. Mm. No, we are not. In 2021, we are not surprised. But they've got to do better. Never and surprised. Helped, and I think what helped with all of this was the fact that celebrity male athletes, high power figures, tweeted, expressed concern, shared, did everything to make that happen to put them on blast and, and the community. Right. Because that was the mm-hmm. only way you could get an attention like that. And thank yeah. God for social media, because if there was no social media, we would be seeing snapshots of this later on after the tournament's mm-hmm. completely over. And Listen, an so we would have never known. <laughs> I mean, we would have never this known. Is this is crazy. That's the coldest part, I think, for me, is that we would have never, ever no. known. Ever. Thanks for sharing. Which because gets me into my known. next point, because we've got girl powers, a segment we like to do on the show. We like to give our props to some women that are in the news and into sports. The first one, of course, being Stuna Price from Oregon Ducks, who posted that video. Had she not sent this TikTok, which I read got like 7 million uh, views on like TikTok, had over like 12 million views and tweets on like uh, Twitter and whatnot. Had not been for her, no one would have known this, like you said. Like, that's yeah, just Yeah, I mean, we would have been about this later on in a magazine and seeing articles of coverage of it and be like, what the heck is this? Right. You know, without a chance to react to it. So, yeah, big ups to her because you have to. When you see some stuff and you see some bull jive out there, you better start filming it because it's that's the only way we're going to know. And uh, second girl power moment, I just got to give it up to this girl right here. Oh, yes. Sabrina. Oh, Let's yeah. go, honey. Gracing the cover of Slam Magazine. Yes. Let me just tell you, she is, from my account, because there is no official account like I can Google, from my account, from looking at Slam Magazine covers, she is only the sixth woman or women, because, you know, we had our two aces, Liz Cambage right. and Asia Wilson on one, only the sixth cover to feature a female athlete on it. Um, and shout out to Sabrina, to, uh, to Sabrina. Mama mentality. Man, oh, man that's right. great yep. mama mentality. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Look at oh. your moves now. She is blowing mm-hmm. up. 
And I'm ready for her to see her this season because, you know, Me having too. that early on injury that took her out, I'm just like, yeah. I know she's ready. They were talking about in her interview with her is that even while she was doing the photos for the interview, even while she was doing her interview with them and talking, every break she had, she was dribbling the ball, shooting the ball in the air, taking five seconds to walk off the set to go shoot hoops. And so like she's oh, constantly on her game. Right. I like that. Sounds very Mamba-like. And Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Big, indeed. Big, big ups. That's dope. Yeah. But Definitely. anyway, guys, we appreciate you. We got to get you back on again and talk about actually about football probably once you get Ooh, close to the season because yeah. we definitely oh, got to talk some smack. I don't want to let this podcast go into like two, three hours, but we didn't even get really uh, even off hot topics. We didn't even get a chance to discuss football because I know we got some stuff to talk about. Um, so we'll definitely mm. have to get you back on. But until then, let people know where they can find you, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, and then, of course, what day. Um, I don't know if you have a set day that you do your podcast when that is and how people can find you. For sure. Um, so we are The Savory Show. It's your boy Avery, co-host, my boy Sterling, co-host of The Savory Show. You guys can find us on Instagram. We're probably most active on Instagram over any other social media platform. We have a YouTube. Please subscribe. We, we have about, I think, four or five videos on there at the moment um check us out there um we're available pretty much wherever you get your podcast apple podcast spotify iheart radio um just the name of google podcast stitcher deezer the whole long list just type in the savory show on google you will find us um we always have like our savory show saturdays or savory show sundays so normally we try to post either saturday or sunday um and also we go live once in a while, Instagram live, sometimes on like Monday nights and things like that. Um, but yeah, we just appreciate the opportunity, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun out here. Yeah. And hopefully you get a chance to maybe even bring you guys on our show or come back yeah. on yours. We would works. love that. Yeah. We would Definitely. Love that. Definitely. We like to get our voice out there on the East Coast sometimes yeah. too, you know? We might have to push that. the time. Start time, I have to go back a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We can, we'll work we can, it out. We we'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again to our sponsor. Thank you for all that have tuned in. Make sure if you're just catching this, you can always rewind and watch the recap. And also make sure to like, subscribe, follow Girl Chat Sports YouTube. We also have a Facebook page and a Facebook sports group where we do share some of our content. Uh, make sure to check us out and follow the guys. And, and thank you again, Markel, for coming on too. Our thank you, Markel. Yes. Let's go, Francis. Yes. We want that win. All right, y'all. We'll catch you later next Wednesday. All right. Nitro. We're out.